When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 Dragon Smoke. It's Hot Rods on Purple Daily. 580! 397! It is back! Hot Routes! We're here. We've got Courtney Cronin from ESPN. Judd Zulgad is figuring out his microphone. We're here. I think it finally broke. You two are angry about Hard Knocks. Do you want to get it off your chests real quick? Yes, because at this time last Friday, we were talking about the helmet controversy and, and all this chaos that was allegedly happening in Napa with training camp and where's Antonio Brown. My thing is, much of the chaos, I'm just going to call it out right now, was put out by NFL Network. NFL Network employees. Which they featured then on Hard Knocks. Were the ones who were, you know, they're employed by the NFL. They are employed by the Shield. Their paycheck comes from the NFL. So they were the ones making the massive deal about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then we watch it in Hard Knocks, and it's kind of like, eh. Okay, where's it? What what did I love about uh, Gruden last night? Anybody see my friend Antonio? Guess let me know where he is. Oh, the Antonio Brown stuff let me down so bad. It's just like... It was such a, and, and, and it could be twofold. Maybe it wasn't as big of a deal as NFL Network was making it out to be. That's what I think. Or, and, and because I don't think Hard Knocks got completely shut out. I just don't buy that because why? They are employed by the NFL. So it doesn't make any sense to me why there's this narrative being put out by certain reporters who work for that entity and making it sound like, oh my gosh, that we don't know if he's going to play. Is he going to retire? Like, is he. And here's the thing you and I were talking about this yesterday on the show, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, he never said he was going to retire. No, like, it was just I don't a know where that, that he said that. But that was from. That was a non sequitur. That was from an interview with Jeff Darlington, who works for my company, yeah. from the summertime or even before that, where he said, I don't need football. Like, I'm already a millionaire. Like, I don't know why people were insinuating. They were pulling from that, just, and I get it to a degree, but it's a non sequitur here. He didn't say it in, like, hey, I don't get my helmet. I'm not coming back. That he was never what was said annoying that. To me, about that report is that he never said no. that. Like, there's, there's no. There's no statement. There's no Instagram. It was just somebody said that he said that. So, or that he was considering. It. I like, just wanted, okay, so Hard Knock started fine, and Antonio shows us his feet, which are disgusting, but it's pretty good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But 
I subscribed to HBO to watch this show to get inside stuff. So I, at the very least, wanted Mayock and Gruden talking about Antonio Brown being AWOL. And instead, I've got Brent Musburger being told by Mayock, we're not going to tell you much. Yeah. It's like, that's not what I, I want. The inside, we either know where Antonio is, mm-hmm. we don't know, but give me a meeting. That's all I right. wanted. Give yeah. me part of a meeting. Give me something that that I would have no clue about. I would like to know at the end of the day who has editorial control over the show. The, t- um, the team, the, the, the team but can like, cancel who, anything who that they want. Who in the team? Like it's not the PR guy. It's, oh, no, it's probably Gruden. It's probably Gruden, Gruden yeah, Mayock, coach. Um, and it, Davis, I bet. Yeah, but it's just you know what did they Great leave hair. out? Like, can we find out at some point what they left out here? Because you know there were several things from last week. They just lost their left guard. Yeah, they For didn't eight show that weeks, either. They didn't show the injury. Like And they showed the fights. They showed the fight that Gabe Gabe Jackson got in with Aaron Donald where he like yeah. pushed the helmet and everybody's like rah, rah, like you know and fighting and everything. Um they you know that's a pre- a big part of their offensive line that they just don't have now and they're not even going to address that a guy just got a serious camp injury. Yeah, that's bizarre um, that they did. That didn't. was weird to me. The one part I did like though was the um the rookie defensive end who shattered his hand in the game yeah. and uh, was was pulling, you know, just like, you know, one of those, like, I cut it off pretty much. He went in and he got it taped or he got it a cast on. Yep. They're going to have to put a plate in it. It's not just like a break. It's a serious shattering of your hand. And he went back out there and finished the game. It just I do like that part of it where it shows you the reality is like you have to play if his, you are a rookie. His, I don't care what your signing bonus is. You have to play. His line to Mayock was, "I put my hand in the ground and all my fingers went backwards." Oh, like it, because of the pain? Is that no? Because I think there was no stability. I think he had shattered the bones that yeah. probably hold your fingers in place. And so, so he's a tough dude, right? But he put his hand down and his fingers basically went backwards on Yo, him. Yeah. It's um that what a gross, great that sport. Gross me out. <laughs> what a, seriously, we cover what a great sport. I I was watching a game from uh '96 the other day, Judd. I know you're surprised of course by that. You were, yep. But uh, can you tell them why you were watching it? Because it's a funny thing that people do. Usually, if I can't sleep, I get up yeah, and go for a walk. Right. If I, I oh no, I, I could see you I, doing I that. Yeah, sleep, so I grabbed that. my phone and I pulled up a game totally from '96. Yep. Weirdo. Since I had been talking about Sam Gash with CJ Ham, I I wanted to pull up a little Sam Gash, and so I watched a. Patriots That's usually what I do when I can't sleep. 96. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Let me watch some fullbacks full in the nineties. Okay, so let me tell you about <laughs> this since Lord. you you did this by making fun of me, so now you get to hear about it. All right. Sam Gash was so good uh-huh. at blocking uh-huh. that in order to double team Bruce Smith, the New England Patriots allowed Bryce Pop, who used to work for University of Minnesota. Yes, right? he, yes, he did. He, he and did, a Viking briefly. They allowed Bryce Pop to come uncontested off the edge mm-hmm. and assigned him to Sam Gash. So not only Bryce Pop, but Bryce Pop with a head start and Sam Gash all game long is sticking him right there and not allowing him to get to Drew Bledsoe. How amazing was that guy? He, is, like, he has told this story at least three times I know. in fullbacks, the last 24 hours. Man, man fullbacks, those were the because days. I was so excited Those about were the days that could block. It was a great game. You know who belongs in the Hall of Fame is Willie McGinnis, by the way. Yeah. In this game, oh, I can see you're that. talking about how crazy the NFL is. I mean, now it's half of what it was in 96. Right. And Willie McGinnis in this game, somebody hits him in the eye, and he's bleeding above the eye. They throw an eye patch on the guy, yep. and he goes out there and rushes the passer with one eye for half the game. Yeah. And then they get him a visor, and he's got a still a big giant thing. And then he picks off a pass to win the game. So William McGinnis, Hall of Fame. Anyway, 
Uh, it's I'm just ta- it's, so excited. It's right time now. for some hot routes. We've got to do some hot routes so now. Excited. Now that you guys have vented about, I'm just disappointed. Hard I'm disappointed. Hard knocks. I have explained what happened in the game in 1996. So, turn up our NFL music. Let's get it going. Game. It was one of them on TNT. It was Vern Lundquist when he I probably did watch the game. Yeah, when he called I'm the serious. NFL. Yeah, the TNT he's, on Thursday night. Watch. He kind of only sort of knew the players' names. Um, <laughs> Pretty great pipes. Oh, Vern's got so the fun to God-given to. pipes. He's not doing it anymore. He's retired. He's retired, but I think he still does, does like go- certain things. Does golf? Yeah, he's wonderful at golf. He does golf. That's why I go to sleep on Sunday afternoons. When I did sleep on Sunday afternoons, I won't sleep now till March on Sunday afternoons, but it's fine. But by then you'll be fine. Okay, hot right. routes. Hot routes. Hot routes. Our first hot route of the day. Yep. Baker Mayfield is at it. Uh, the kids would say he's back on his you-know-what, right? That's what they say? He's back on Why his... Why are you looking at me? I'm 29. I'm not a kid. Not 30 yet. What's he uh, back on? His... His blank. His... His grind. He's back his on grind. his... Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't even want to come close to saying it. Okay. Uh, anyway... Baker Mayfield said that people want the Browns to lose because the, quote, hype is real. Do you guys want the Browns to lose? And is the hype real? No, I don't want the Browns to lose because here's the thing. If it works out this time, we finally get to talk about it working out. We finally get to talk about, okay, this is how you need to build a team that's coming off a 7-9 and season. Go out and get new coaches. Go and promote this guy who has been around the the quarterback for a year now. Make him the head coach because that's a smart call. Go and spend buku bucks on guys via trades and the whole thing and, 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 and acquiring players and free agency. Because I want the example of how to build a super team in the NFL. And I honestly think in 2019, this is probably the closest to it. Hmm. So I don't want them to lose. Is the hype real? Personally, I kind of think everything's cooled off on the Browns for the last few weeks. Like, I was expecting them to be hard knocks-esque in training camp and all these storylines, but they've been relatively quiet. I'm not crazy on that, right? I had to look up what Buku no, Bucks was. A lot of money. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, that. that's an old old phrase, right? I'm, I'm an old soul. Yeah. yeah, Buku Bucks is an old phrase. Good phrase. Uh, the hype is real. The hype is real, and I want them to win because that poor fan base deserves it. This team came back into existence after moving in 1999 and has, what, one playoff appearance or something like that? Has yep. been an absolute and, and joke. a disastrous loss yeah. in that playoff Yeah, appearance. has been an absolute joke. Now, now, do I think that they're going to be as successful as the hype indicates? I really don't. I think that there's a lot of factors sure. that could go wrong here. But, uh, yes, I, I think there's legitimate hype around this franchise. I think that's fun. And I hope just for the sake of their fan base that they have success. Can I add one tiny thing? Sure. So what? just to play off what Judd was saying about the fan base and uh, what a win would mean, on or off the level of the Cubs winning the World Series? Uh, a little, I mean, it's, it's not 108 years yeah, of suffering. I, but think, like, I think because they moved and, and it's not that franchise, it's off. But I think they, by much? I think they deserve it. Um, it's probably different because they moved and they lost football and they loved football and they shouldn't have lost it. So I, I get your point. Because I think, but I think it's national, a very different story. The national perspective, though, there would be so many bandwagon Browns fans like there were bandwagon Cubs fans uh, in 2016. Sure. And I Baker think, fans, you're right. Yeah, and it would, become the na- it would become the nation's team at that point. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, Manny. No, that's turn. fine. Well, and I, I think to add to that, too, I think the, the fact you factor in, okay, the Browns moved moved to Baltimore, became the Ravens, and then won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, that, ev- that adds all the even... the players that they had put together right. in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of adds, yes. adds to it, too. Um, 
I do think the hype is real about the Browns. Um, I think it's just a matter of whether or not they can really live up to it. And I, I do think, though, call me crazy, and I know he's just going into his second year, but Baker Mayfield, to me, just seems like if there is going to be a young quarterback leading this sort of bunch, that he seems to fit the part fit yeah. the part perfectly yeah. for it. Like, he just has the personality. kind of have Obviously, he has the option. talent. Yeah, he just has this confidence about him that he can handle a lot of this hype that's surrounding this team. So, I have... Um... <clears throat> Two jerseys in my house, football jerseys. One of them is a Kyle Orton that a Bills fan gave to me when I left Buffalo. Because awesome. for obvious reasons, he didn't want it anymore. And I <laughs> thought it was ironic and hilarious, and I love journeyman quarterbacks, so sure. I kept it. Okay. The other was when the Cleveland Browns returned, in the name of Bernie Kosar, I bought a Tim Couch jersey. Awesome. And still have said Tim Couch jersey in the house. <laughs> it has traveled through... Ten different apartments from from community college to real boy college to Rochester, New York, to Buffalo, to Minnesota. Did you wear it at every stop? I have worn it at different times. When's the last time you wore it? Oh, it's been a long time. Why don't you wear it to training camp tomorrow? Yeah. Actually, wear it in studio at some point. I will wear it when they go to the Super Bowl. Um, The other thing, too, the reason I'm rooting for them is because in a write this down a very long time ago, I called the Browns as 2020 Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And uh, we're we're getting there. So the hype is real. And I mean, a long time ago, I stopped being super interested in the Browns because they were so, so abysmal. But I was excited as hell when they came back. It was just like a great story. And I was hoping Tim Couch would lead them to the promised land. Did not happen. Our next uh, hot route here. Former Carolina Panthers quarterback Jake DeLome. This whole show is just going to be journeyman backup quarterbacks. Uh, You host it. No one's surprised. He's he's going to... uh, Sage Rosenfeld's on tomorrow. He's going to be Carolina's radio broadcaster, Jake DeLome. All right. And uh, to me, he's one of the most random quarterbacks to ever start in a Super Bowl and came really close to beating Tom Brady. Um, Who would be the most oddball but not impossible quarterback to reach the Super Bowl. So you can't say like Fitzpatrick, because that's just not possible with Miami. But give me somebody who's kind of, uh, that'd be a shocker, but they made it. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, come on. Why? Really? Yes. Like they just went, what did they, 12-4 and four last year? Reports from Bears camp, by the way, are not kind. No, they're, yes. no, they're not. Like, from what you told me a couple days so, ago. So why would that not make any sense? I mean, he has not looked good in training camp. The defense, we have no idea where it's going to be at this year. Um, he's got weapons. We know that. So there are ways for him to be carried to the Super Bowl. So him getting there wouldn't surprise me all that much. But it would kind of be like, wait a second, Mitchell Trubisky got to the Super Bowl? Okay, I guess my only my only contention is that he was the first quarterback drafted like in that draft. And he's... There are a lot of question marks. I I know the other ones are better. That's not his fault. It's it's not his fault that a third-year quarterback who was fourth overall. Yeah, but I don't know how random that would be. It's not his fault that John Lynch fleeced Ryan Pace, and that's not his fault. It's true. All right, completely random, and you're going to have to suspend your belief a little bit on this one. But our guy Case Keenum wins the job in Washington. The Washington Redskins get red hot, go through the season. It's 2017 Minnesota Vikings reincarnated in the nation's capital. And Case Keenum takes Washington to Miami and the Super Bowl. Random, one-off, call it what you will, but man, it might be fun. (laughs) This might seem like an easy, lazy answer, but Nick Foles? 
That would be really I mean, surprising. Huge, I mean, yeah. it would be it would be a shock because the Jaguars seem like they're kind of a dumpster fire right now. But I mean, Doug, I mean, I think you could almost put Nick Foles and Doug Marone together yes, as like a yeah, coach quarterback totally combo. Agree. That would be like really those two guys we, made it to the Super we Bowl. We were close to a Blake Bortles versus Nick Foles Super Bowl. Um, I have I have two potential answers here. One is Ryan Tannehill. Like if let's let's just say that Miami was such now a now I think fire, you've gone right? but but this is the, the this is the answer the right tracks. no one would have ever expected Jake DeLome to end up in the Super Bowl or Rex Grossman or even oh. Nick Foles or Stan Humphreys back so in the day. Tennessee oh, is actually a good roster and uh-huh. their quarterback is not super good so let's just say that Mariota as he often does gets hurt mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill comes in. Tannehill was coached by uh, Adam Gase, and he had a bunch of coaches. Yeah, don't do that to me. The eyeballs. He, But let's just say that Tannehill is actually better than he was in Miami because it's Miami. He comes in. Tennessee is stacked. He does really well. Andrew Luck is out, and then the, the path is there. Okay. Let's, just, let's just say that I think it's, it's plausible. And Luck is hurt again now? Yeah. And yeah. it turns out he's got an extra bone in his foot than most human beings do. Did you guys see this? I only saw that it was a calf injury that migrated to his ankle. Yeah, no, but I, 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 s- I saw a tweet saying he has an extra bone. And it's just it's bizarre. It's the spider 2Y banana bone. I, but I so want this guy to be successful. Blue poncho. Blue poncho I, I so want him to be successful. He's so good. Give me Andrew Luck. The, the, well, the other one I was going to go with is if Andrew Luck is out, then Jacoby Brissett. Hey, he can win you some games. He's, pretty He's done decent. it before. He's pretty decent. They're so lucky they have him. Um, maybe we could get in one more here. Um, I want to do the last one. You want the, oh, the dead last one. Okay. Uh, Terrell Sinkfield, everyone, is with the Giants. <laughs> Terrell Actual Sinkfield. If you don't know the name, I understand why, but you should. Because he was in camp with the Vikings twice. Once as a receiver, once as a corner, super nice guy, and also one of the fastest people and great leapers that I've seen on a football field, but not like good at playing. Anyway, give me the camp body, the guy who had no chance to make it, that you really wish did. Chunky Clements, only because of the name. That's it. Perfect. Moving on. Perfect. What a great football name. Nailed it. Chunky Clements. It was right. I was actually flying to Minnesota the day that they cut him. Oh, um, you were crushed. And I remember being like, "Man, Chunky, I missed out." You're like, "I'm going back to the West Coast after yeah. that." No Chunky. Uh, 2004 Vikings training camp in Mankato. This man left the WWE. <laughs> did nothing but start <laughs> fights. But how much fun would Brock Lesnar have been? Yes, and, and that also goes back. That borders on the the days before the complete corporate National Football League. So it would have been fun. It would have been wacky. It would have been wild. Brock Lesnar. Uh, I was going to go with Stacy Coley. Like, I don't know. I I just had this weird sort of obsession with thinking that Stacy Coley could end up being really good in the NFL because yeah. he was. He was fast, you know. I was like fast wide receivers. Good like, route be nice. runner. Yeah, yep. be nice if he can make it, but he could just never stay healthy, and that never helped his. That never helped his cause. I didn't get the impression that he was going to be a road scholar or anything at any point. <laughs> I, I, um, that can be problematic sometimes. I'm going to go in the same vein as Mr. Zolgad with Moritz Bowringer, <laughs> yeah. because not just because Moritz Bowringer was an incredible athlete but terrible football player, but also he had a PR team that would reach out to reporters constantly trying to do stories with Moritz Bowringer. 
And all of us would be like, why? Why would we want to do stories with Moritz Boehringer? Because he's he was, from Germany, and that's cool. I know. I but hope he at, wasn't paying them too much. But after the initial, he's from Germany, yeah. like, there was nothing else to write home about. So hmm. I had to... Um, Unfortunately, turned down Moritz Bowringer's PR team. And I wonder if anybody just, in Cincinnati has done that since. Is he still there? I have no idea, but we should. I remember, look into like, it. Uh, what's it called? Um, they were just who? Who was it that? It. They were just like talking about him, being like they had no clue what to do with him there. <laughs> like they, Mar- oh, Marvin, yeah, I think yeah. had an interview. Marvin Lewis had an interview. I'm pretty sure it was about Moritz Boringer. Nobody had any idea because he transitioned to a tight end. He transitioned to tight end there, and he's kind of like, yeah, he's a guy on the team. He's certainly tall. Um, All right, that has been hot routes for the day. Glad to have it back. It'll be around. Hot routes will be around. I miss hot Um, routes. We're going to take a break and got to get into a little bit of Drew McGarry's "Why Your Team Sucks" 2019 (laughs) because it's just super funny. He does it every single year for every team, so don't get upset. Um, and he just rips on every team, but Drew is a Vikings fan, so it becomes even funnier. So we're going to go around the room, pick our favorite passage from Drew McGarry's Why Your Team Sucks, Minnesota Vikings 2019. And this topic should tell you a little bit more uh, about what I want to ask you, Judd, about. And that's how we got to Courtney picking the Vikings to go 11-5, and which is the quiet camp. Excuse me? The uh, It happened. The quiet camp, the offense going well, like, does this change how you are projecting the season? And then I I got an email this morning of odds the coaches will get fired, and I said Zolgad. All right, so we'll be uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. I think the Purple Punch it burns your insides and it makes your eyes water. Purple Daily on Score North. ScoreNorth.com. I think our offense is multiple, so we we will be in two back, we will be in one back, we will be in no back. So. I like the variety that it allows us because we have this, the players to do that. So the versatility is a big part of what we're looking for from our players. And certainly when you talk about the two-back with our full-backs, it gives us the ability to stay in two-back, to move out of, out of two-back. So it's nice to have versatile, smart players. Okay, it is a great day in Minnesota when Drew McGarry of Deadspin puts out his Why Your Team Sucks. He does it for every team, he does it every year, and he basically writes a diss track from the early 90s hip-hop about your team. He just writes this super long article making fun of every single team. And it's funny, and it's really well-written. It's a must-read every year when it comes out. Um, Vikings fans get mad at theirs. They love the Packers one. It, it goes that way for every fan base. They get upset. So uh, I want you folks to just read me, Judd and Courtney, your favorite parts of Drew McGarry's Why Your Team Sucks 2019. I can start if you like, because I've got mine right sure. up here. And if I'm... He swears a lot in this, so I'm going to try to just like scan to make sure there's not one I'm going to run into. All right, so he breaks down the coach, which is always just great. 
So he starts with the coach, and this is Drew McGarry writing this. He says, it's still Mike Zimmer who gets caught off guard in certain game situations enough times to make you realize he's probably not going to get any better at this. Uh, John Filippo's replacement is a former QB coach, Kevin Stefanski, but it gets weird because the team also brought in former Broncos headman Gary Kubiak, along with his tag team partner Rick Dennison, and so Stefanski will be tasked with essentially implementing Kubiak's offense. Does this sound like a roundabout way of doing things? Welcome to Minnesota, where a dozen silently angry moms have to make two dozen silently angry phone calls just to arrange a hot dish potluck at the Protestant church. It was so good. I I, I just I love this literary yeah. art. It, well, it he, is, can, he can write too. It, He's yeah. really good yes. at it. It is stupendously yeah. Minnesota to be like, eh, we don't want to fire Kevin Stefanski. Let's just bring in another guy and say he's an assistant. Yep. <laughs> Let's give him a boss and keep him employed too. <laughs> All right, Courtney, your favorite part. It's more just like he's spot on, not as much as it's funny. Um, it, it's under the, I think it's under the Spielman section. Um, or it's like, what's new that sucks? Um, <laughs> that about Spielman. Um, okay. My team's quarterback fumbles like Jesus told him to, and now the ball will be coated in a gallon of liquefied, unpasteurized Fromunda cheese on every down. The team also extended tight end Kyle Rudolph, who catches six nice touchdowns a year and does little else. Where's the lie? Um, he's a local legend now. They convinced Barr to leave the Jets at the altar and sign an extension. Also, Zimmer can can continue to misuse him. So I'm going <laughs> to stop there because of the next line. I uh, I cannot say the next line. There are so many truths in that. Kirk fumbles a lot. Kyle, I mean, are we going to see Kyle Rudolph become like the great red zone target that he once was? Um, or the better than good red zone target that he once was? Is Kirk going to throw to him there? The thing that stands out to me there is... Bar leaving the Jets, yep. coming back to a place where he says he wants to be a pass rusher. Matt and I are out there every single day. I have not seen him work at <laughs> the defensive line <laughs> once. Last year he did. He's he's not. He's so. not. And it's like because I remember <laughs> I remember the day that the news broke. We were all in here on that Tuesday of before free agency started. And my theory then was they they go like the everybody in the office and it's like okay Mike. We will bring Anthony back, but you need to use him the way he was supposed to be used when you drafted him. Yeah, we all said that that day. Yeah, and we were wrong. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think you're right. Can I? So I feel like I was at the front, maybe even potentially the conductor of Rush Anthony Barr more often, but. Now, I think we've kind of just gone too far. Like, if you're not going to do it in his first five seasons, it would be almost ridiculous to ask him to do it now to, yep. to make a major change in his career. And he's been pretty darn good um, so far. So, is, yeah. he, is he worth that contract, though? I mean, he got That's he, my he, question. He, what he's making now is, is fine. I have no qualms with it for him making that as a linebacker in a 4 3. Like, he, okay. he shortchanged himself. But I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, okay. You took a discount to come back. Yeah, took a discount to come back. Um, I thought, you know in theory, that they'd want to use Because he loves it here. Minnesota, I can't leave. I like it too much. All right. <laughs> Your favorite part, Judd. My, uh, my favorite part is a very short, also comes from the What's New That Sucks section, probably close to where Courtney read from the Kirk Cousins, that says that the Vikings expended another draft choice to bring in another kicker. That kicker, Kerry Vedvik, will be killed by a falling stadium <laughs> panel the first time he attempts a PAT. <laughs> <laughs> that can only be written by a guy that truly knows how the Vikings yes. kicking game and special teams operates, that correct? That is written by a fan of this team. Somebody who's and lived and guy, died. I want to say, because we had Drew on the Mackey and Judd show uh, a few years ago when he wrote this, 
And he grew up a Viking fan in Excelsior Bay, and I think he might date to the first Super Bowl loss or so. So he's seen mm-hmm. he's seen a lot of pain and gory <laughs> Viking details. But the fact that he is predicting that this poor Vedvik kid will be killed by a falling stadium <laughs> panel, which they were falling the stadium panels. the stadium panels have, and down. and hey. In 2009, the roof collapsed. Or 2010, the roof collapsed. So I thought that was uh, yeah. great. Drew is a Vikings fan, and that's what makes this one even more special each year that he makes fun of them. So if you enjoy funny things and don't get too upset with them, then go to Deadspin, and it's hilarious. And also, if you have um, an aversion to curse words or gross things sometimes, then I wouldn't suggest it either. But it's very funny. It's wonderful. So let me, uh, let me uh, break some news to you, Judd. Yeah. Courtney Cronin of ESPN. I've predicted follow her work. Yeah. Predicted Viking schedule <clears throat> earlier today. Okay. And let's just say this that at the end of her prediction, picking the wins and losses, all of a sudden I, I heard a sound and it was Skull Vikings. <laughs> da, 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 da. Eleven and five, Judd. After watching training Rock, camp. Rock'em suck. I don't know the words. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, what did you say? 11, 11 and five. wins, five losses after seeing Koobs' offense, <laughs> after seeing Gary out there jogging around the practice field doing his thing. She watched that Saints game after and she was all in. One possession, a great throw from Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen. She has now predicted 11 victories. And wow. your reaction. To, to clarify, Judd, if this isn't clear already, I had them at 10 and six before. Yep. There is very little here. From a philosophical standpoint, not talking about cornerback depth, not talking about um, how they're going to use their running backs and balance and all these other things that we think will play out regardless. But I had them at 10 and 6 initially. Courtney, why are you doing this? Skull! (laughs) Take those Helga horns off. This is embarrassing. Oh, timely. Um, No, I just, I I think that (laughs) if I'm looking at it right now, they give me no reason not to think. that they could be 11 and 5, but I know this team. I know that kicking issues are going to somehow. Well, so why'd you go 11 and 5? I was just going to I was just going to say that well, very cuz you're just picking each game you're, you're and whether just, you think they should win that well, game yes. and gets to 11 and The five. only one I was considering going to stay at 10 and 6 would have actually been one that I would have changed. Would have been week 3 against the Raiders. Why do you ask? Because Did, did you pick that as an upset before? Or do you think it's going to be an upset now? I think the only one I was considering as an upset would be that one because, you know, my horoscope the other day said fate is not a thing, which I think is a flat out lie because fate would have Daniel Carlson come in here and kick a 53 yard field goal to win the game. And Corey Vedvik or Dan Bailey or something or even Austin Cutting botching a snap leading to a missed kick. So. So, yeah, you that's the only she's one been was... covering the Vikings like for enough time now. But what she just said is true now. So yeah, I uh, I'm surprised a little bit. Eleven wins. I, I think I've been going. What have I been saying? Nine or ten? Ten. Ten, Here's is, the thing. ten is a very honestly. Reasonable... My feeling this week has changed, and I know people are going to moan and groan and say, "Oh, who, who cares?" The screwing around with the kicker thing to me, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's unnecessary. It is going to create, and now he's got this kicker standing behind poor Dan Bailey, who I know is a veteran and technically should be able to handle it, but I can't help but feel that this is going to bite them right in the ass. Sorry. No, Um, I I think you have 100% credence. 
Um, Something's going to go wrong. The yes. poor long snapper well, kid, and they're trying to save on him. He's going to skip one off the to something. So the crux, though, uh, I think of how you got to eleven and five. The uh, if we were writing a headline, Cronin uh, dot dot. Is it in all caps? Yeah. Uh, well, then it's got to be stronger than if it, be it would be. I forget what you said. The Packers are burning trash or something. Dumpster like, fire. Dumpster fire. Yeah. So, uh, do you agree with that though, Judd? That like, if somebody's going to fall apart, you you're not you're not believing in Mitch Trubisky, which I agree with you. You're not believing in the Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers relationship yeah. and the lack of weapons, which I think is very fair. And Matt Patricia is still Matt Patricia. So you can very easily, Judd, I think, get yourself to maybe the division won't be as hard as we think. And I think that's the direction that you have to oh, go okay. to get to 11 and 5. Uh, I agree on the Bears. I think the Bears take a step backwards. I think the Lions just, they should be good, but they won't be. The Packers, I have no clue right now. Like, I can't say, because here's the thing. The quarterback could basically tell the coach to to shut up and I'm going to run this entire show, and they could be successful. Like, he could run the entire show. Yep. Uh, the one thing that I will say, though, from an assumption standpoint, when it comes to the Vikings is I will not assume that they can consistently go into Chicago and win until I see it. Because they just can't. That's why I they had, go that, in there and struggle. I had them in week but the Bears, five. But the Losing Bears could win. Four. Yeah, and the Bear, but the Bears could win five games. Like, they could just fall off the table, just be terrible. But one of those five wins would be, be Minnesota. Minnesota in Soldier Field. Chad mm-hmm. Hutchinson, man. It's just they don't do it. It's I don't know why. Jordan they Howard just, is gone, so I don't know. But um, but Matt, it's just a weird thing where they yeah, just don't is. consistently. They go in there and give some of their worst, most um, uncompetitive performances. Welcome to the Soldier Field turf, Corey Vedvik. Exactly, <laughs> he's going to slide well, and fall over. Can I ask a question about him quickly? Can I ask a, qu- a question? I understand he's got a big leg, and that's outstanding. That's fantastic. Good for him. I also get that he has had success in Baltimore, kicking in the practices and preseason games. Mm-hmm. But if he has to start kicking in regular season pressure games with Zim as his coach, do we realize that to me that's a completely different deal then? I think that the cute, uh, naive Norway shtick will will wear off very quickly. Um, I think that he's young. And as Zimmer mentioned about, he's been asked, are you going to let him do both? Are you considering it? And he kind of hinted that that would be something he would let him do in preseason games. I don't think he wants to risk already with the pressure that that takes um, having him do that in regular season games. I mean, from what we know about Corey Vedvik, from from reporters that you know I've talked to in Baltimore who covered him, he's a very you know he's young. He's probably you know this is he's very probably naive just at this point of what it is like to deal with this in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Probably couldn't have come to a worse place. Just if he's saying. the punter, it'll be okay. If he's though, the punter, right? if it'll the be punter fine. Is different. I think the kicker, I would be concerned that's, about. That's it. why the I have... punter just kick it real far, dude. I mean, yeah, but they want you to know. But you can screw that. That yeah, up the, too. Directional the directional stuff. The directional stuff, yes, and they obsess that's about why that. Ryan Quigley isn't here. But there's like way, way less pressure than everyone's looking at you to kick a game. But the battery, field goal. which is why I don't think he'll be the kicker. But the battery might be um, rookie long snapper, rookie, rookie holder, yeah. potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's asking a well, lot. Four for four with Chad Beebe holding yesterday. So, well, I don't think Chad's. Six I mean, Chad, six, Chad is the backup holder. But he's the backup holder. Yeah. But my, there's just a lot of things that can go wrong here. And if I was the Vikings, all of those positions, as long as Mike is head coach, would be held by veterans. I, I'm not saying that I disagree with you. I would say though that I can't look at the schedule and change win losses because I think that Kerry 
Corey Vedvik. I'm staying Ari, pat at mine. Vedvik. Like, nine I, or ten wins. Because he's got to punt it in a weird direction or something. I'm I mean, staying pat. If they brought back Jeff Overbaugh's long snapper, maybe I, mean, I would change my mind. But I, <laughs> Are I, you that confident I, that I Austin would, Cutting isn't going to botch a snapper uh, go the wrong way? do not know about that. I think I am a little more confident because he's been in camp. Um, but... I, I'm I'm going to stick with ten. I just thought it was interesting that she has gone up a, a whole win. Which game, by, by the way, did you before. change? It was Packers, right? I changed. Let me look at my thing. You changed, I changed Oakland and I you changed, changed a few. Packers. No, I did not change Oakland. Oh, Oakland was already Oakland. a win. That was the one I said I was oh, considering. Okay. Um, I changed Packers week two. Okay. Um, Seattle was the other one that I changed. Oh, you changed that to a win. Change it to a loss. Oh, a loss. On Monday okay. Night Football, yeah, no, that's I, a good loss. Yeah. I just like. You know, the whole thing of them losing every single big game they're in, that's, I, I, I have a... It's Seattle there, correct? Seattle there. Yeah, it's you, like I, you ain't going to win that game. But I also have them losing Sorry. in Dallas. I have them losing against the Chiefs. I believe that I might have had them losing to the Chargers. I might have. That's one of my four, one of the... Uh, you changed that one to a win, I think. I think Yes, you I did change that to a win. Because there will um, be more Vikings fans in Los Angeles than there will I just, Chargers. I just can't... It, it, maybe it's it's I don't know I just I have a hard time buying into the whole thing of like they're literally gonna no show in every big game like they did last sure. year like yeah. I have a that hard time sense. buying into that so yeah, no, that makes sense I even wrote the piece last year about the the thing with cousins and the the record um, the record in in the primetime games when you look closer at his performances generally pretty good a lot of times he was playing Aaron Rodgers or something in his prime and well, that's how it goes when you play him with the Washington defense. Uh, the odds are out for which coach will be fired. So I'm going to have you guys guess that um, for the best chance of getting fired and where Mike Zimmer ranks on this list. That's when we come back. You are listening to Purple Daily here on Score North. Purple Daily on Score North. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, it's going on download time. It's 348, and this download is brought to you by MyPillow. And it is a reminder to join Jonathan Harrison, who's normally sitting in this chair at this time, uh, but he's not because we've got Minnesota United Soccer going on tonight. Jonathan and uh, the voice of the loons, Dan Terhar, will be on the air at 630 tonight for Scorner's coverage of Minnesota United and FC Dallas. Pre-game at 630, kick at 7 right here on uh, Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Thank you, Manny. All right, the odds are out. I'm so excited First right now. NFL head coach to leave his post. So this could be resigned or fired. And, of course, it has to include resigned because North Turner. Uh, and resignations, I guess, do happen. Okay, so I want you guys to guess who the first... Head coach on the list, the highest odds to leave his post in 2019. I'm going to guess Jay Gruden. Yeah, Jay Gruden or Doug Marone. Uh, you are both correct. He is four to one odds to get fired. Now, can you go in order? Is there any chance you can go in order? I think you could figure this out. Well, she's probably, Courtney's probably right with Gruden, Doug Marone on there. Shermer, Marone, yep, o- OB. Yep, yep. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. You're correct. Four in a row. Nice. Keep going. So. This is where it gets tricky. Bill O'Brien. It gets tricky here. This one's one you yeah, wouldn't I mean, quite expect. Uh, I'll give you a hint. There's, Let's just say that they're like a southern version of the Vikings. The Falcons? Yeah, correct. Dan Quinn. Okay, keep going. There's another southern version of the Vikings. A team that is expected Ron to Ron Rivera? Win. Nailed it. Um, well, I mean, that gave it away. Look like, at that. Not really. I Don't mean, just credit yourself, southern, There's 32 teams. Where you want um, a southern version of the Vikings would be well, like the how, Tampa Bay Let's see Buccaneers. how far you can go with hints. Uh, I mean, uh, let's see. Um, I would say keep your eye on this guy. 
Mike Zimmer. Good guess, but no. <laughs> Keep two eyes on him all over the room. Oh, yeah. Adam Gaze already? <laughs> Adam Gaze is on there? Yeah. He's that high? Oh, that was too I mean, the Jets, the Jets are dysfunctional, but they really think they're going to yeah. gas Adam Gaze? Uh, Man, well, I the... mean, he fired his own GM two months after he got hired. Yeah. Who's going to ax him? But if he goes like 0-6 or something, and he... He might, by the way. Can't see the scoreboard. <laughs> um, after that, you have uh, tied with Adam Gase is Jason Garrett, Matt Patricia... Sean McDermott, then Cliff Kingsbury's twenty to one. Brian Flores, new new coaches here. Freddie Kitchens, Matt Lafleur, all the new coaches. Mike Zimmer is twenty eight to one. So there, he's really in the mid pack because, as you would expect, Bill Je- uh, Belichick is two hundred and fifty to one. All right, I assume he's last lowest right? odds. Yes, yeah. for sure. behind Zimmer then. Uh, behind Zimmer yeah, would be Anthony Lynn, thirty three to one. Kyle Shanahan is behind Zimmer, which I don't that's, know about. See, that's I not good. No. Did you see? I, uh, I mean, it's not that this pertains to his job security, but Jimmy G threw an interception in five series today at practice. Like in all of them? I think so. Each of five series. Each wow. of five series. That might PFT end up going had it. So I thought that was. Up. Uh, interesting. Jimmy G might not be the quarterback we thought he was going so, to be. So, a few more here. Like, naturally, you would expect Sean Payton. Vic Fangio's probably not getting fired his first year. John Gruden has a 10-year contract. Bruce Arians has been around a long time, so they wouldn't fire him in his first year, most likely. But Bruce Arians is a possibility, though. Are you guys going to be shocked if Vic Fangio is one and done? I find that hiring to be very interesting mm. in Denver. And Denver's a very turned into a very weird place. I think it's because of the general manager who's making some of the calls on I agree that, with you. Which the culture and the philosophy would probably change if they had somebody in that position who could A, evaluate quarterback talent, and B, <laughs> which make is, good hires. Which is hilarious that they cannot evaluate quarterback talent in Denver. Um, oh, to make matters worse, let me just circle back on this. PFD is actually worse than I thought. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo throws interceptions on five straight attempts. Oh my gosh. How is that even possible? I don't know. Jake Browning can't even do that. Belichick did it again. He thought he was doing Shanahan a favor. He ripped him (laughs) off. (laughs) Uh, Other other ones that have no chance, really, or really low chances would be Frank Reich, Matt Nagy. Although Matt Nagy could, the kicking thing, he could have a meltdown. If you were going super long odds, Matt Nagy pulls a Jack Del Rio and goes six and ten. And then loses his Matt, game. Matt Nagy's handling of the offseason has been, as far as I'm concerned, awful. Do you think that they're livid right now with Minnesota for getting Vedvik? Because they were one of the teams that, you know, allegedly. Well, and I think Rick is probably saying, Rick, you did a great job here again. Thank because God we kept him, we kept him away. You did it again. But, <laughs> but doesn't he have the potential here? Because when you're talking about getting fired, you have yep. to have really high expectations or you have to be a complete bus fire. Yep. And if you're both of those things, which I think Chicago has the potential to be, if Trubisky, like you think, and I tend to think too, just can't get it done, can't improve, if the defense slips from where it was last year, their offense which it will, was not actually way. that great. It will not score points it won't, like it did But last I don't year. think it's going to be nearly as bad as everyone is making it out But think today. about the components here. Okay? Trubisky fails. That's a major strike. If Trubisky fails, yep. huge strike. Yep. Defense can't score as much as it did in 2018. Offense doesn't score, and then and then in January, players show up at the GM's door and is like, "What was he doing?" Like all all summer long, he basically reinforced that we lost to Philadelphia. Like his whole platform has been, yeah. "Never forget the Eagles game." I'll show it again, and <laughs> doink doink. 
That's all he's done. Yep. That's a really weird philosophy. And, and it does feel like sometimes when you have one of these guys who's an offensive genius but doesn't necessarily connect with human beings the best, which may be some of his issue, and then is saddled with quarterback mediocrity, it screams a little bit at Chip Kelly. And if he thinks last year, oh, I, I'm a genius. I figured out all this stuff. I'm just going to run it back. We know how that goes. The NFL adjusts. And if you don't have a top quarterback, this is where I think with the Rams, McVay continued to make tweaks and adjustments. And Jared Goff is a very good quarterback. He might not be Brady, but he's very good. If Trubisky isn't, then everybody's got 17 games of tape to look at and break down everything Matt Nagy did to get the most out of Trubisky, and they'll be ready for it. So if you're making the long shot bet, I would say that the two that I would go with are Bruce Arians, who might just quit because it gets too frustrating to work with Jameis Winston. I'm concerned about him too, and is the health too? The health you never know, right? With him, yes. And then, uh, and I, I guess I would go Matt Nagy. All right, Judd, thanks for your time. You're going to stick around, Mackie and Judd with Rami. You'll have a baseball game coming to an end as you guys talk, but it's still going on, of course. Ah, the pen, in the seventh. I love baseball. The trusty pen. Oh, it's Trevor Mays coming in. There you go. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, you're going to want to listen to Mackie and Judd with uh, Thank you, Manny. We'll be uh, back tomorrow with Sage Rosenfels, our journeyman quarterback correspondent. We'll talk to you then. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.